Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby standing for truth, justice, and the American way. Bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, this is John Katsimatidis back in the studio again today and... Well, how did Gene Autry used to say? Back in the saddle again. You are. Hooray. By the way, you sounded great. I know you were remote last week. Yeah. John, you had so much important stuff to say about all this that we're keeping an eye on so closely in Israel. And in the studio with us, Judge Richard Weinberg. We have with us Ed Cox, the uh, GOP chairman of New York State, and uh, former Congressman Peter King. And guys, we are living in interesting times. Yes, we yes, are really. Uh, I mean, we are all living on the edge of what the heck is going to happen uh, between Israel and uh, the, you know, what I call the Iranian Foreign Legion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, with Hamas. We have Israel. You still have Ukraine. You have uh, no speaker in the House of Representatives, and we are going through tumultuous times and a presidential campaign. Yeah, it's incredible. And also, by the way, I want to tell everybody the new numbers, too, John, that um, came in a little bit ago. State Department is saying 15 Americans at the time, that number's up, uh, are unaccounted for. And Israeli officials are saying they've notified 199 families uh, that their loved ones are hostages. So, wow, this is getting tough. Well, I understand our first guest today is uh, uh, General John Teichert. Yep. And uh, he was a uh, uh, brigadier general in Space Command and... Uh, uh, in intelligence, and he knows what the heck is going on. Uh, General, how yep. are you? Are you on? I am on, and I appreciate you all having me. Uh, General, tell us, um, uh, what the heck is going on uh, uh, in uh, uh, Israel and and uh, Palestine? Give us your interpretation. Yeah, let me start with the root cause which is our consistent adversary for the last 44 years, which is Iran. They have created an arc of instability that runs across the Middle East in Yemen, Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, in Gaza. And they are the funders and the supporters and the planners and ultimately the benefactors that support all of the malign activity that's going on in the region. You know, General, I know that uh, you also spent a lot of time in the region yourself, too. Um, why doesn't the president, President Biden, last night he was on 60 Minutes, and it was like, uh, no, I don't see any direct evidence of Iran. He seems to be in such a denial. What What is going on? Rita, he has been in denial from the day he took office. I was in Iraq, deployed as a senior defense official when he took office. And the thing that I remember about the atmosphere in Iraq was that the Iranian-aligned militia groups were salivating at the change of administration between Trump and Biden because they were looking for weakness that they could exploit in the region, and now we see it. Wow. And uh, Ed Cox? Yeah. the uh, the what is the administration playing a double game here with the White House making political, broad statements about support for Israel, while the Secretary of State is talking about de-escalation and 
and uh, maybe a ceasefire uh, as he travels around the world? No. So I think this is just standard for the Biden administration where they don't have a consolidated position of strength, will and resolve that is necessary to handle the difficult situations that we see in the world. And the one thing that I know about Iran is that they thrive on weakness and appeasement. And the only thing that they respect is strength, capability, will and resolve. And until we get our story straight and our actions aligned with our words, then they're going to keep taking advantage of the situation like they did in that brutal terrorist attack in Israel some 10 days ago. General, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. Thank you for your service, sir, and your insight. I'll tell you what I'm concerned about. They send these two aircraft carriers to uh, to the edge of Israel as a, a warning to Hezbollah. What I'm concerned about, General, is unless they're ready, willing, and able to do something to assist the Israelis, it's another phony red line like Obama had his phony red line. It shows more weakness. It shows more appeasement, and it's more dangerous. What do you say, General? So, Judge, I agree. You just think about the combat capability on those two carrier strike groups. It's incredible. But if the adversary doesn't believe that we will use that capability, then all of it is for naught. And I believe that Hezbollah and Hamas and their backers in Iran really do not believe that the United States is going to take action. And that started when we pulled out of Afghanistan and they knew for sure that we were weak. You know, what do you make, uh, General uh, John Teichard, also the fact that Iran is now in the last like day or so saying, OK, uh, you know, Israel, if you don't go in to Gaza, then maybe there's some way we can help play a role with the hostages, because there's, as we know, at least there's 15 Americans unaccounted for potentially hostages, many Israelis. Uh, and yet our president says, oh, no, they're not playing a role. And, and then we see the, you know, the foreign minister out there hugging the leader of Hamas uh, over the weekend in the Mideast. No, it's just a bunch of duplicity playing on our weakness. And here's the thing that I want to encourage people to think about. Could you imagine after 9-11 if someone called for a ceasefire and expected that we wouldn't stand our ground and go after the terrorists that hit us? Of course, Israel is going to go after Hamas. They were brutally attacked in a barbaric fashion, and all of it is disingenuous to believe that a ceasefire is going to solve the problem, when ultimately Israel in 2005 gave the Palestinians, ultimately Hamas, land in Gaza, expecting that they would see peace, and Hamas just took advantage of them, and the terrorists are going to keep taking advantage of us if we don't stand strong. President Nixon, 50 years ago, President Nixon uh, in the Yom Kippur War, gave anything that can fly, let's back uh, Israel completely. When the Soviet Union said they'd send in troops, he went to DEFCOM 3. That show of strength uh, produced a peace that lasted 50 years. The Arabs never again invaded Israel. So uh, how does that apply in this situation, the necessary show of strength in order to bring about peace in the end? Your idea is spot on that Israel right now is thinking, how can they defend themselves against the attacks that are ongoing against them? And ultimately, how can they permanently remove Hamas as a threat within Gaza and maybe Hezbollah elsewhere in Lebanon? And you think about they need to demonstrate determination backed by their friends, the United States, by taking actual steps to dismantle Hamas so that this never happens again. General, uh, I understand that you have uh, announced that you're running for the U.S. Senate in Maryland. 
I have. Yes, John, and Tell I appreciate you bringing that up. No, so so I believe that Marylanders, just like Americans, are sick of weakness from the White House and ultimately want leaders, not politicians, to dig us out of the problems that we see. You talked earlier on about the dysfunction in Washington. We don't have a speaker. We have unfilled military billets. We don't have a real military budget. We're appeasing Iran. We need strong leaders, not politicians, to resolve the problems that politicians have gotten us into in this country and in this state. And that's what I intend to do. Well, um, Maryland, uh, and uh, well, anything else you want to tell the American people? No, so, to, so I, I tell you that the American people need to understand that elections have consequences. And when we elect leaders that are weak and not focused on things that are important to the American people, those areas of focus should be the economy, education, public safety, and national security. When we get distracted by everything else, then ultimately it weakens us as a nation and leads to others trying to take advantage of us. Well, thank you, uh, uh, John Tackert, uh, General Space Force. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck in the U.S. Senate race, and we'll talk some more about that. Sounds great, John. Thank you. Rita? And joining us now is the great General David Petraeus, also a former CIA director and someone who, boy, uh, knows military aspects and knows this region so well. General Petraeus, this is Rita Cosby. So happy to have you on here. And and first of all, your thoughts of where things are headed in Israel. Uh, there's word a ground incursion could happen any moment. Well, good to be back with you, Rita. Thanks. And hi, John. Um, look. Everybody's holding their breath out there right now. I'm sure that the Israeli military, for whom I have enormous respect, are in very serious discussions with the prime minister. And now the, go- the coalition that includes another former uh, minister of defense and great friend, former IDF chief of staff, Benny Gantz, uh, about what is it they really want to achieve. It's one thing to have the the description of this as destroy Hamas, but they are then translating that into what that would mean in terms of military action, how how large the casualties would be, the destruction, uh, civilian loss of life uh, against an enemy who undoubtedly will fight from within civilians, doesn't wear a uniform, uh, has shown tragically diabolical creativity in the offense and presumably will do the same in the defense and, of course, holds about 200 hostages. Um, so I can't imagine actually a more challenging set of circumstances, very highly urbanized area, large high rises. If you really go in to destroy, that means you would really have to take out the Hamas headquarters, the bases, their facilities, the infrastructure, some of which will be under hospitals. Others will be in mosques. Uh, others will be in civilian areas. It's not undoable. But there will be a very substantial cost. And I think they're probably also trying to come to grips with then what? You know, we learned the hard way in the fight to Baghdad. I was a two-star general, then division commander, as you may recall, that, you know, it's not enough just to accomplish the military mission. You need a much better plan for the post-conflict phase than it turned out we had. To be fair, there were assumptions that were made that just proved invalid, and then uh, the plan was inadequate. So, again, I'm sure they're asking, and then what do you intend to do? Um, you know, you could take great at great cost. You can destroy uh, Hamas and also the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. That's another several thousand fighters at least. But if you take all that out, who's going to govern? Uh, do they take out the political wing as well as the military wing? Um, why will, you know, will this be different 
um, in a very substantive way. So you have all of these questions, challenges, and dynamics. And again, I can't think of a more difficult situation. As you know, a book with uh, the great British historian Andrew Roberts, Conflict, the Evolution of Warfare from 1945 to Ukraine, comes out tomorrow. It's published. Then we looked at all the cases since 45. I'm hard-pressed to think of a more challenging set of circumstances for military commanders than this one, noting that obviously the Yom Kippur War, there was a moment where there was a true existential threat to Israel that doesn't exist here. But as they're trying to understand, how do you change this situation so this is not just mowing the grass one more time, but at a lower setting? Um, And, you know, should there be a vision announced by the prime minister for uh, the Palestinians in Gaza and frankly, for the Palestinians in general? Uh, This would be a a pretty propitious time to lay something out uh, that that would be more than just another military operation, but that would be a comprehensive approach and and explain all of the different actions that are going to be taken to improve the lives of a people who, uh, again, are caught in the middle, Uh, not necessarily all supportive of Hamas by any means. Well, what percentage of Palestine... What percentage of Palestine, uh, the two million people in Palestine, do you think support Hamas? You know, John, I think it's a very good question. And I suspect it may not be as many as folks think, given the hardship that they've brought on the people. But also then understanding that, you know, the people are educated to hate Israel and that Hamas's founding documents uh, deny Israel's existence, right to exist. And, you know, promote killing Israeli Jews. So I think it's a very complex situation. It also lays out why more than just a military operation needs to be laid out and envisioned here. And I bet you, I know the Israeli military commanders, they know what they're getting into here. Um, And I suspect that they're laying out these kinds of issues, noting, of course, the understandable, absolutely more than reasonable desire for revenge uh, to settle these grievances, having experienced something that is far worse in relative terms than what we experienced on 9-11. As you know, we lost nearly 3,000 people on 9-11. The Israelis have taken the equivalent in U.S. terms of well over 40,000 losses, and the toll is still growing. It's up to 1,300 actual losses, which for their population, again, would equate to well over 40,000 losses for us. General, before Congressman King wants you to, uh, before we go to that, uh, you were the head of the CIA. Uh, the uh, Israeli forces, the Israel, Israel had the best secu- uh, security, best intelligence. What went wrong? Well, I think that, number one, Hamas dramatically improved its operational security, John. Uh, They probably gradually came to understand what the Israeli capabilities were and how they deployed them. They understood the surveillance systems and all the sources and methods, and they may have even sent some disinformation through the very channels on which the Israelis have depended. Normally, as you well know, Shinbet is way upstream normally uh, in the West Bank and also in Gaza. Then another factor, I think more attention was given to the West Bank, given the violence that has been seen there. Um, you know, this is on a, a obviously a holy day, a, a Shabbat, and then a religious day. Uh, on top of that, soldiers were on leave. The uh, terrorists very expertly took out 
the nodes that actually convey the, the uh, video feeds and other uh, information to the command post. So they blinded them to a degree uh, in that regard. There was probably an over-reliance on those. And then just a sense that just a miscalculation about what it was that Hamas really intended to do at a time when, as you know, the Israelis had just allowed more citizens or more uh, Palestinians living in that territory to enter Israel on a daily basis uh, for, for work visas. Understood. Congressman uh, King. General, it's great talking to you, and thank you for all your years of dedicated service. Thank really you, a, a true patriot. Uh, you're saying how difficult that this uh, military mission is. But I remember back in late 06 and early 2007, uh, the American military and the political leaders in Washington were saying the same thing, uh, same thing about Iraq. Yes. You went in yep. with the surge. And yep. really within a matter of months, you turned that around. Now, how would you compare the problems with the surge and now the problems in uh, Israel? As far as, far as the level of these difficulty. Are, these are actually more challenging. Um, the situation here is quite, quite a bit more challenging uh, than what we had we had a fully professional force, total commitment, uh, and a lot of the Iraqis in the Sunni areas had finally gotten frustrated with al-Qaeda, and we could strip them away. Um, there was an opportunity for reconciliation, therefore, as well as very, very well-developed capabilities that we had in a kinetic sense. So we could both go after the leaders with greater intensity than ever before, uh, we had additional forces that we could use to clear and hold areas, but it just doesn't strike me um, as as challenging as this is for a force that, in many respects, is is you know a lot of hundreds of thousands of reserves, uh, not just professional forces, all experienced, uh, all served, but again, some will not have served for some time, and the challenges of fighting an enemy who doesn't wear a uniform fights from within civilian infrastructure, almost is inviting collateral damage and innocent civilian loss of life. And the idea that you have to go into high-rises, not just, you know, single or two-floor dwellings, clearing every building, every floor, every room, every basement, every tunnel, and they have a very extensive tunnel system. And they've been planning this, no doubt. There will be suicide vest wearers. There will be improvised explosive devices. So this is, I think, exceedingly difficult. It's we did we did clear major urban areas, but we were very very slow and deliberate about it, um, and had an ability that I think is not present here. I think the press, the challenge here, is going to be the increasing humanitarian situation that will be of increasing concern to the world. And yes, it's Hamas's it's it's Hamas's fault, but a lot of People around the world will not see it that way. Uh, and so there will become an increasing criticism. Uh, it will be more, become more urgent. Uh, and you can even sense this in the rhetoric with the U.S. I think the U.S. has been very supportive, uh, obviously bipartisan support, pre- president pledging full support, sending over already the Iron Dome. Let's hope we can get a House of Representatives effective again so we can get additional authorizations and appropriations. Yep, yep, absolutely. Understandable caution as well. Yep. And I think there there does need to be a degree of caution. There has to be at least an awareness. And what I'd like to see would be not just an announcement of a military operation and a military objective, but also what else might be done to address the bigger issues here and try to undermine the appeal that Hamas 
does have for the Palestinians in Gaza and to some degree, of course, in the West Bank as well. And uh, General David Petraeus, you know, the other thing, too, obviously, and you you hit uh, just how complex the location. I want to go back to the hostages because everybody is so worried that potentially there could be there's 15 Americans unaccounted for uh, close to 200, according to Israelis total. How complex that's going to be, because they're also, as you know, all too well, the tunnels. Um, I would assume you get some intelligence, but now it's been a number of days. I think it's day 10 now, so they've been probably moving them. How difficult is it to rely on the intel and how tough is it? Um, uh, of course, Americans are just praying that these people come home. How complex, how tough is it to, to get those hostages out given this environment? Exceedingly difficult. It's a huge number. I'm sure they're not going to put them all in one aircraft hangar or location as they were in Entebbe. Um, when, of course, Prime Minister Netanyahu's brother led a successful operation but was killed during it. Um, so this is, again, just fiendishly difficult. It's exceedingly challenging. They'll be moving them on a regular basis. Again, if they're sufficiently savvy about their operational security that they could mount, they could plan, train and equip, position and launch the operation that they did, that horrible, barbaric, unspeakable uh, set of actions uh, back on the Shabbat a week ago, um, they will likely, uh, again, make this very difficult as well. But by the way, the Americans are not just going to be praying. They're going to be working intelligence feverishly as well and helping our Israeli allies uh, to locate them and when necessary or when possible to conduct surgical operations, noting how challenging that is. I mean, think of Mogadishu on steroids. Um, Again, I cannot think of a more difficult set of circumstances uh, than you have right here. And as challenging as the surge was, uh, Chairman, again, we, I felt we really knew exactly what we needed to do. We had a comprehensive approach in mind, and we were able to methodically to carry it out. And with about, as you noted, about four or five months, all of a sudden could see very significant progress. I don't think there's four or five months here, given that 360,000 people are called away from their jobs, the entire country is mobilized. So the pressures are going to be enormous. Um, and again, my hope would be that there's a really comprehensive approach crafted and announced to the world. Absolutely. That you're going to destroy Hamas as much as we want to see that happen. Yeah, we Thank sure you. do. Thank <laughs> you, General. And we have to take a hard break right now. We hope to talk to you again real soon. And, and we hope, uh, there's not too much, we hope there's uh, very little loss of life. And, uh, thank you for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for thank our country. Thank, thank you, General. Thank you, General. with you all. Uh, let's go to that hard break right now. And when we come back, the market is up like 350 points. We have Lou Dobbs to tell us why. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. A 
common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Well, the market went up today, which was unusual given all the dynamics that are happening as we're talking about in Israel. And joining us now is the great business host, Lou Dobbs, our show, of course, on weekends. John, we've got our new show with Lou Dobbs on the weekend. Every Sunday at, uh, what is it, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, bravo. Bravo, Lou. Lou, why is the market going up today? I was kind of scratching my head going, why? Well, thank you both. And the reason for it is obviously there are a lot of reasons for it, but amongst the major uh, causes at work here, principally it is this a straightforward idea that people are understanding that there is a, an exertion now of control that they hadn't seen, a unity within the Republican Party. Uh, in point of fact, I think that that speaker, even though that is undecided, it seems like it's going to be resolved. I think that's reassuring. Uh, and people who were listening to President Biden talking <laughs> about the leadership in the, in the House of Representatives, he said there's a there's a leadership vacuum there. Uh, I instantly wanted to assure him that the country is used to seeing leadership vacuums. Uh, the other part <laughs> of it is that we're looking at mortgage rates that are being uh, uh, that are rising to a point that we now see as a top. And I think that most of Wall Street, most uh, investors are getting the sense that the Federal Reserve is no longer free to raise rates. The November idea, I think, is already passed into uh, impossibility, and December looks unlikely. So uh, we're seeing some resurgence in uh, optimism uh, as a, on that basis. Uh, and further, what we're seeing in the Middle East, that conflict right now looks to be very clear. Another sign of unification, if you will, in terms of leadership uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, the Biden administration, the Republican Party, Senate and House are in absolute support of Israel. And there is no uh, wiggle room, no daylight uh, between that position uh, and any any possibility of taking any other course than supporting Israel fully and completely and energetically uh, against the terrorist Hamas. And that is uh, an unusual moment in a crisis like this. And uh, Lou Dobbs so, and Cox has a question. So the, uh, Lou, uh, good to have you on. So the Fed may not be raising rates, but how about the bond vigilante so-called? Uh, the, uh, with the huge deficits that are out there in the Fed, the Treasury issuing tons of, uh, long-term bonds. You've got China not buying, Japan not buying, the Fed's not buying. Uh, are rate, long-term rates going to keep going up? Well, I can't say that they're going to keep going up, but I can say that they're right now, they're not suffocating and they're not anything that wasn't understood uh, is likely six months ago by the the investor class, and I'm talking about big investors, uh, the institutions in particular. Uh, so I don't, even though these rates have been onerous and burdensome, we've had them so long now that we are starting to move into something of a, uh, I would say, early 80s uh, position where we're sort of used to it, uh, and it's not going to be uh, any kind of dislocation uh, or surprise, in my opinion, based in, 
internally to the market. But uh, I think it's it's important for everyone to to understand the the likelihood of further rates uh, being increased by the Fed, uh, as you say correctly. That's only one part of the equation, but it's a very important one because it has been the the wild card in all of this uh, for the past several years. I think we're now at a point where there is stability and the likelihood, and I think this is what the market senses, that as our problems are at least stabilizing, uh, looking six months forward, uh, those in China, those problems are starting to rise to uh, immense levels in prospect. Uh, whether it be a breakdown in their uh, property markets, uh, their uh, construction and real estate, uh, whether it be in their financial markets, believe it or not. Uh, so we're we're seeing a, a shortfall in capital uh, flows to China right now for the first time. It isn't uh, it isn't manifest right now, but I assure you it will be showing up in the data within the next 30 to 60 days. And, and that is part of what uh, is uh, supporting this market right now and uh, its gains. Well, thank you so much, uh, Lou Dobbs, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. And uh, let's pray for our country. And uh, I can't, I don't think our country could stand another uh, Fed increase right now. Uh, of all times. Well, I think it's something that we don't have, uh, I don't think we will see realized that particular fear. And for that, we should uh, be. Uh, uh, grateful, uh, and uh, I'm sure we all are. Uh, thank you both so much. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Lou. Now, Boy, I hope he's right, John. I now, hope, like I you know. too, I hope we can have the, another one. The 30 year rate almost was like 7.8 today. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Who's going to buy a house at 7.8? Uh, let's go to a, uh, a, uh, Break. And who do we have after this? We have Vito Fisella with some big news on one of the migrant shelters and also talking about threats to the homeland. We're going to talk about that. And Bill O'Reilly, too, John. We got an action packed show. Yep. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. With us right now is Vito Fusella, the borough president of uh, Staten Island. A, a lot of migrant problems over there. Uh, Vito Fusella, give us an update. Thank you, John. Good to be with you. Actually, we have one less problem today because uh, there was a migrant shelter that we've been talking about for, for quite some time in the Aracar section. It's an old, uh, old girls' Catholic high school, St. John Villa, and across the street from St. Joseph Hill Academy and another public school. And as you know, and you've been allowing us to voice our concern, that was a bad location and a bad spot and inappropriate. And uh, today, the last migrant moved out because the city shut it down. Wow. So, big victory for the people of Staten Island and, and all those folks who came out every day and didn't let up and then wanted their voice to be heard. And their voice was heard and partnered, stood united with almost every elected official on Staten Island to keep the pressure on. And as you also know, we actually sued the city and won at the trial level. So we had a good victory for the good people. Of, and of and uh, the city never appealed? The city still has a few days to appeal the lawsuit, and they uh, we don't know what they're going to do, but, but that's a separate track. And frankly, as we've said, I think it w- would not be in their interest to appeal because this gives them the right to, to deal with this right to shelter issue across the, the other parts of the city. And now with the shelter closed, it's almost moot. So uh, we're hopeful that they do not appeal, but that's a that's a city uh, that's a decision the city needs to make. Now the fire department also helped in this, right? They they uh, declared a uh, uh, 
uh, that was unfit for, for humans? Yeah, didn't they say there was like a sprinkler problem or something, right? Didn't that come out, well, you know? yeah. So months ago when the city was scurrying around the city looking for locations, they evaluated the site. And on numerous occasions, the agencies came back and said it was not viable. There were safety issues and safety concerns. But the city went ahead anyway, and then the fire department basically said, you have no sprinkler systems, no fire alarm systems, it's unsafe, and unless you fix it, we're shutting it down. And and they couldn't fix it, and they didn't fix it, so the vacate order was issued, and uh, that was the last day was today, and as of about two hours ago, it is now officially an empty building. Wow. 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 By the way, what's the reaction of the community? Because Vito, I'll tell you, those grandmothers there in Staten Island, my, like one of the famous images was them chasing after the buses. I mean, you you don't get a grandma mad. And I, and I, and I say bravo to all of you guys who are working so hard out there because that location was 20 feet, as you know, from another school, an active school, another school on the other side. I couldn't imagine why they picked that site to begin with. But uh, what's the reaction from everybody in the community when they heard, okay, it's done? Well, Staten Island does have the best grandmothers, so that's a, that's a great They do. They do, by the they, way. <laughs> they stand up for their families, and they stand up for what's right, and here they did. So right now the, uh, the community is going to be convening about 630 in, in about an hour or so, about an hour. And not to have a, a spike the football, but they deserve a victory, and they're, gonna, they're very, very happy that they, they have a, a little bit of a victory for themselves, and they deserve it. The parents are concerned about their kids. They can breathe, breathe a sigh of relief, and, and the people in that community can get their lives back to normal. All right. Well, Vito Fasella, thank you so much. Bravo. Take the victory lap, and uh, thank the grandmothers, too, out there. We love them. Vito <laughs> a victory for the people of the city of New York and Staten Island. Good bravo. job, Vito. Yeah, bravo, Vito. Thank you all for allowing us to communicate that message. We appreciate your help. Always. God bless. Thank you. You know, John, I'm thinking about also border, too, because as we're talking about migrants, this is a huge issue, John. I mean, people are so concerned about what's going to happen here in our, in, on the homeland this with was, everything. This was a great victory, but this is just, uh, as the world turns, a, a minor victory because now, the right to shelter, the is, right to is shelter Cur- issues. Is there. Curtis in the studio, too? Is he around? Curtis and in the, in the studio, in the building. find out what else is going on. Uh, he's, uh, I thought I saw him in the next studio. You know what this is? This is called a uh, live call, John. That's well, a live call. Let me, let me, let me say something. <laughs> Curtis left the Let's see if we can get him on the phone. We'll see if we can get him on, right? Uh, I mean, what I saw, um, I heard that uh, they're getting buses to take people from Queens and Creedmoor County to uh, Nassau County. I can tell you, I've spoken yeah. to Bruce Blakeman and Commissioner Ryder right now. They are watching that closely. So far, they don't see it happening, but they're watching it very, very carefully. They're very aware of it. Yeah, and, and nothing's off limits. You know, this right. comes as as w- there have been so many reports about the open border, guys. I don't know if you saw over the weekend, there were several Iranian that are on the sort of, it's called a special interest groups, because obviously, given yeah, what's happening. Syria, Iraq, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Lebanon. Yes. And, uh, and Iran. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, with our wide open border right now, Ed Cox, this, of all times to have this issue uh, where we and and now the discussion is also as you guys may have heard over the weekend. The other discussion is there are a number of Democrats who are coming forward and saying maybe we should take a whole bunch of folks I from Gaza. We got Curtis on. You bring yeah, him back? yeah, please, Curtis. Thank you for calling in, uh, Johnny on the spot. We love it, Curtis. We're talking about the big victory. First off, of course, in Staten Island, Vito was just on. 
what are you what what are you hearing by the way before we go on to the border what are you hearing about these buses john was just talking about maybe headed to nassau county or elsewhere yes well remember as uh, you get 800 more illegals a day that come into the port authority from texas they have to go somewhere because we're not sending them back, which we should be, right to Washington, D.C. So we want to battle today, and I'm on my way to celebrate with the great folks of Staten Island who have really set the pattern for how you resist. You get your politicians out there. You get your lawyers in court to get your uh, restraining orders, and then you have your rebel factors that are constantly vigilant. But there's so much more work to be done. They are now busing out of Creedmoor, where I will be late tonight, about 3, 4 in the morning. They are chartered buses, unmarked gray buses, that are bringing illegal aliens into uh, Roslyn, Manhasset, in the North Shore, right next to Great Neck. They're dropping them off right into the Long Island Railroad stations, and then they disappear. And they're going to continue to do that because they have way too many people in the tents in Creedmoor, and they've had all kinds of problems. So we're tracking it. We're here to help communities resist. And if you don't resist, you're going to end up with all the illegal aliens that they're taking from one location and putting in another location. Also, oh, just so you know, uh, uh, Pat Ryan, the, the uh, National Police Commissioner, is watching that carefully also. And thanks for your advice on that. Good. Now, the other thing, breaking news. Uh, there's been a compromise about Floyd Bennett Field that I'm not happy about between City Hall and the City Councilwoman Joanne Ariola. They're going to accept 500 illegal aliens into Floyd Bennett Field. So figure it out. You close down Staten Island facilities, you transfer them to Floyd Bennett Field. They may have compromised with Joanne Ariola City Hall, but they didn't compromise with the people. And I'm telling you, we're going to stop that. Once you let one in, then others will follow, and there's no stopping it after that. Yeah, because they talked about like 7,000, right? Remember, it was this huge number, Curtis, at first, and it's a big location. Yes, and Rita, they always say it's going to be women and children, and it never is. It's always single, able-bodied young men of military age with nothing to do and nowhere to go who end up terrorizing your neighborhood on Vespas, on motorbikes. There is no curfew for them, but there are for Americans in shelter, including veterans. And they'll be drinking cerveza, and they'll be smoking weed until the break of dawn. You can't let one in. When you let one in, the others will follow. We're going to stop them before they start bringing them into Floyd Bennett Field. Congressman King, anything? You live in Nassau County. Uh, anything else uh, you want to say? No, just so you know, I've been discussing this with Bruce Blakeman and with Commissioner Ryder. They're aware of what, what uh, might be happening and what has to be done, and they're on it, and they always appreciate the input from uh, Curtis. We, listen, uh, Vito won Staten Island uh, with your help, too, Curtis, I'm sure. Yep. And now you got Floyd Bennett Field, and then you have to protect uh, Nassau County. And, yes, I have a sit-down with Al D'Amato. We, he and I have been like scorpions in a brandy glass. We made the peace in order to keep the illegal aliens out of Nassau County. Al, Al D'Amato is one good guy. He's a good guy, uh, Senator D'Amato. 
Hey, Curtis, I'll, I never, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how that peace summit goes. I I, I, I never thought there would be peace between the, uh, you know, the two of you guys. I, I think I'm dreaming. I can't believe that. It, it happened that, at the Columbus Day. There's I, a photo. I, I still can't there's believe a, it. There's still, photographic proof. I still babe. can't believe it. I'm like the people who deny reality. We got to go to a hard break. <laughs> I'm Thank staying you. out of that one. Thank you, Curtis Sleewell. We got to go to a hard break, and uh, you're going to be on uh, with Sid Rosenberg tomorrow at seven o five. Correct, and then give you all the updates of what's happened overnight. Keep you us posted. Thanks, Curtis. Let's take that break, <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to come back with Bill O'Reilly, and he's one interesting guy. It's a common-sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here, John, on Cats and Cosby. Uh, and joining us now is the great Bill O'Reilly. Of course, you can catch him every night. On WABC, Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly. Worldwide between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. And uh, what about w- the solar WABC system? WABCradio.com is in 173 countries. Certi- and? Certified. Milky Way? What about Milky Way and solar system? Come on, yeah, John. In 50 states. All right. Yeah, that's and And, and he has another great best-selling book, right, Bill? Uh, Killing the Witches. You know, right after I went on your 10 o'clock show, the, the book just rocketed. It was number two yesterday on the New York Times list. Wow, it had to be, and and you ha- you know what you had it spot on, Bill, with everything with fighting evil. I thought your message and your book is so timely because it's all about fighting evil right now, and that's what we've been talking so much about. Yeah, killing the witches is uh, a pretty great Halloween book, by the way, but it ties into uh, the cancel culture today, which is the new witch hunt, and we we make that transition from what happened in 1692 to 2023 and here's the germane parts of the discussion today so the cancel culture was started about 10 years ago by the far left to attack its opposition and it's been very successful in demonizing people and ruining their lives and it was used um in the beginning and uh, George Soros was behind it, all of this big money behind it, to pretty much target people like me and other pundits that were critical of the far left. But then it expanded into uh, schools and uh, businesses and, and all of that. And you all know that. And innocent lives were absolutely ruined on accusations, no backup for it, any uh, accusations, a conviction, all of that. And we have chronicle some of those things in killing the witches but now for the first time because of the hamas israel war the cancel culture is now turning around and it's the far left people that are going to get it best example is this columbia professor tenured who put out vile and i mean that word in capital letters praise of hamas after they slaughtered all of the Jews 10 days ago. Now, he's still working at Columbia University. They can't fire him, but they could certainly suspend him, bring him up on ethic code violations or whatever. NYU, Hunter College, CCNY, all of these places stoke this hatred of Jews. And they have gotten away with it. But now, emotions are so high that the people doing it are going to be subjected to cancel culture. 
That's my message of the day on BillOReilly.com. That's what I lead common sense with tonight at 9 on WABC. Are you um, surprised, Bill? And and I'll tell you, I'm happy because I, I find some of the words, just as you said, so repugnant that some of these people are saying. And it's interesting to see a number of, like, huge donors. Uh, you talked about, like, Columbia, Harvard. I mean, there's a number of these schools where a number of, of the huge supporters of the schools have said, we're going to pull out um, uh, unless, and some of them have pulled out, huge money. Uh, saying enough that they don't want to have a, they don't want to be supporting a school that's not condemning this. Are you surprised to see just, uh, there has been a lot of huge corporate leadership. I think of like Bill Ackman, um, and a number of hedge fund guys have bandied together and they said they want to even like put out the names of these people so they don't get hired on Wall Street. Yeah, there's an article today in the Wall Street Journal, a uh, professor at, um, California Berkeley, UCAL at Berkeley, uh, saying, don't hire my students. I got students who do this all day long, and if they ask for you, you know, apply for a job at your law firm, don't hire them. That's in the Wall Street Journal today. Am I surprised? I'm a little bit surprised um, because I wasn't anticipating the level of hatred toward the Jews. I'm not naive. I know there's anti-Semitism, and I know that in New York it's intense because this is the biggest Jewish population outside of Israel here, but the intensity of these professors and students, I mean, they really hate Jews. There's no two sides to this story. It's blatant. And and you know what? They're not even hiding their faces either. I mean, that's why it's amazing to me, Bill, to see that. And, And if you go and do the history on it, which of course I have, because that's what I do, This has been a hallmark of the progressive far-left movement from the very beginning, that Israel is a fascist state, that it's an oppressor, that it it, uh, wants to hurt these poor Palestinian people. But if you really understand what's happening, and very few people do, in Israel and Gaza and the West Bank, and I mean that literally, very few people understand what this is all about. If If you analyze it, it's not... The Jews wanting to hurt Palestinians, why would they want to do that? They have a successful country. There's 7 million Jews. And did you guys know that the Israeli government offers citizenship to everyone, Arab, Christian, whatever, who lives in the Holy Land? Yep. Did, did you know that? Yeah, I actually did, but I've spent a bit of time over there. But I I, I did know that, Bill. So that just blows the the... Uh, insane hypothesis that Jews want to hurt Palestinians when the government in Tel Aviv will give you Jewish, give you Israeli citizenship, a passport and everything else if you apply. But of course, the Palestinians, most of them and other Arabs in the area don't, because if they would apply, they'd be pariahs. They'd be considered traitors because of this Hamas mentality that Jews are evil, and if you're going to consort with them, you're evil. So this is this is what it is here, and the progressive left is very proud that it hates Israel and wants to see it destroyed. It They're is such a it's such a mess. Bill O'Reilly, Judge Weinberg has a Bill, question for you. Bill, what I'm upset about is the absolute moral vacuum of some of the leadership of the universities and the and the kids 
the college students, they have no sense that evil is absolutely evil, and they, they don't say it, and they make the victims the criminals in their mind. I just don't get it. Well, Judge, you get it because you've seen it yourself. That's people true. People believe what they want to believe. All right, the German people in the 1930s and 40s wanted to believe they were the superior race and they could do whatever they wanted to other people. That's what they wanted to believe, so they believed it. And when you, again, you go back to history, I mean, these students at Harvard and at Columbia, they don't know anything. They don't know, if you, if you really want to know, anybody listening to us right now, why Israel is there in the first place, Read my book, Killing the SS. Just read the book. Because it goes through every single thing that led to Israel in 1948. And by the way, you wrote another book called Killing the Killers, which fits in too, Bill. So. Well, that's the terrorism. That's the nuts and bolts. Terrorism. Well, there's a backlash going on right now at the universities. And uh, let's see how it sorts itself out. Absolutely. Bill O'Reilly, thank you for being with and us, You're going to be talking about tonight. Okay. Thank Great. you, Bill O'Reilly. Awesome. And everybody tune in to Bill tonight at 9 o'clock. He's going to have an action-packed show. And, guys, what do we all stand for? Truth, justice, justice and the American way. way. God bless America. God bless New York. God bless Israel. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.